0: This is What's the Deal, Gross Eel, the podcast exploring the people, places, history, and events that make Gross Eel unique. I'm your host, Ben Fote. And just like that, fall has arrived in Gross Eel. One day, we had temperatures approaching 90, and the next, a high of 65. I don't think I've ever seen such a dramatic change right on cue. With the falling leaves comes the busy time on the island. The Historical Society has their ghost hunt on October 1st, and the high school homecoming brings our Paint the Town Red event that takes over Macomb Street on October 15th. But what everyone is waiting all year for is on October 22nd, when the real Witch Wives of Grosse Eel hit the parade route. In 2020, Jenna Moxlow spoke with me about how the group came to be and some of the plans they had in the middle of the pandemic. And, and I'll have a link to that episode in the in the show notes, in case you haven't heard it yet. And now she's back to talk about this year's appearance and two more activities that they're using to help make Gross Eel and our Downriver community a great place to be. Well, it's so nice to talk with you again, Jenna. So, how are the witches?
1: We're doing awesome. We're uh, just finally getting ready for our sixth season, believe it or not, of being six
0: years. In- That's
1: crazy. Six years. Uh, five of which I was involved. This will be my fourth season leading the group. Uh, so lots of big changes happening this year that everybody is looking forward to, but uh, practices kick off here next week and we're getting excited.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So for anybody who hasn't heard or or seen the real Witch Wives of Grosseel, what's the general idea? What's the concept for the, the witches?
1: So the original concept was that a woman who lives in our community, Shelly uh had Seen this fun dance online that had originated in Germany uh, for a festival that they host over there every year for um, just kind of like a Halloween festival, I suppose, of sorts. So she and 35 of her other closest girlfriends had all got together to learn this secret dance and they showed up unannounced to the Grossiel Halloween Parade. And they were a massive hit, so much so that they decided to do it the next year. Except when they did, about 40 more girls wanted to join in on the fun. And this group has grown exponentially since. So we go to the Halloween parade every year on Grozeal and put together this dance and don't go down the parade route and then have an after party afterward where all of the kids who are trick-or-treating down Macomb can come take pictures with the witches and kind of get to know us a little bit better behind the dance. So we're going to expand on that a little bit more this year, but that's kind of been the history leading us up to that point.
0: That's awesome. And so that'll happen here. October 22nd is the date, right? 1030, the parade starts. If, if the kids want to be in the parade, that starts at the lineup, I think starts at 1015. That's definitely one of the big events for the witches. Are there any other big events that everybody shows up for?
1: In the past, we have done uh, the masquerade party that the recreation department hosts. And we used to put on a performance there. Um, Instead of dancing down the parade route, we danced around a cauldron and did a really cool event that way. And that was something that the recreation department wanted to pay us to do. But instead we partnered with the music boosters and actually had them do a little drumline kickoff. And we donated that money back to the music boosters. So we have asked to do a lot of events like that. Um, but there are so many events that our local downriver community have invited us to that we've had a really hard time picking and choosing number one, what makes the most sense because we can't do every event. I mean, there've literally been dozens of, you know, organizations that have wanted us to come do a dance and it's flattering, but you know, the scheduling aspect of it and figuring out, you know, sure. we've got a group of over 200 girls at this point. So to try to get people to and from these places and to kind right. of have a good of how many is just a little bit convoluted so um, what we're shifting toward now is actually just paying it forward type events that moving forward we will be involved in in the future so we've got two events planned this year so far um, and I'll tell you more about those in a moment but I think that moving forward we're going to start having annual events that not only the witches will be involved in but hopefully the community as well
0: but you've also been involved in the um, island fest parade right
1: we have done that in the past uh, two years, not as big of a turnout, just generally because so many people are on vacations around that time of year. Uh, and and some,
0: COVID to be fair.
1: But COVID happened as well. Yeah. And the other factor is truth be told, it's just so dang hot. So many people just That's say hundred degrees. I can't do a three mile parade route. And I totally understand that too. So we, we have been involved in the Island Fest parade for two years. I'm not sure we're going to continue that moving forward just because um, it's been such a small turnout that I think that I would rather just put our focus elsewhere potentially, but I'm not going to rule it out yet. So yes, the past two awesome. years we asked as well.
0: Awesome. And of course you gave us some foreshadowing to these two new events that are coming up in this next week here. So I hear there's a, what a, a Halloween costume drive.
1: So excited about the Halloween costume drive. There are two women that are part of this group that have so many incredible ideas. Their names are Christine Ridlicky and Susie Armiak, and they've kind of been my right-hand girls this past year while I try to grow this group into more of a giving back type also environment. Um, it, it's been fun to be involved in these parades, do not get me wrong, but this community has embraced us so much that we just, so many of us have felt compelled to really give back. So Um, An obvious way that we were thinking of is, okay, Halloween, kids, we've got to do something with the kids to get them involved. And Susie had brought up this incredible idea of giving back to the foster children community. So many of these kids have never had Halloween costumes, or if they have, they've been really worn down, raggedy. Their everyday clothes are oftentimes in trash bags. So to be able to give them the Halloween that so many of their classmates and friends get to have, I think is a really cool opportunity. So we are partnering this year with the Downriver Foster Closet, which is a local Downriver organization that provides clothing and other basic needs for so many foster children in the system that don't have access to those things. And we're going to give them Halloween costumes. So that will be the first week of October, October 1st through 8th. We've got two separate drop box locations one at Bloom Salon, which is on Meridian Road, and MBA Realty, which is on Macomb Street. So it'll be a great opportunity for Groziel residents to be able to drop off brand new, unused Halloween costumes into one of those drop boxes for children of all ages and sizes. be able to have their very own halloween costume and i will just leave the caveat so many people have already asked me why do they have to be brand new costumes there are so many gently used costumes out there that could absolutely use a great home we are just asking that you consider donating those to your local thrift store because there are so many less fortunate families here who can only afford those gently used costumes we would love for those families to be able to have the opportunity to use those gently used items and we're asking for people in our community to reach in their pockets and hopefully get those brand new costumes to these foster children who so desperately need it. Number one, because maybe, like I said, they've never had that brand new Halloween costume. But number two, the hope is that they can pass that costume on to their siblings as they grow up as well and kind of keep those in the family as they travel from home and, to
0: home. And I'm going to imagine that a brand new costume comes in a package um, so it won't get separated. So that's Absolutely. definitely a big piece of it, I'm sure
1: which is helpful because these costumes are actually going to be passed out at the trunk retreat event the week following through Downriver foster closet. So that, that trunk retreat event will be for local foster children and they'll be able to pick up their brand new Halloween costume and then take that costume and use it for the actual Halloween week while they trick or treat in their community. So that'll be nice for them.
0: That's phenomenal. And I'll, I'll include a link to that, to that organization too. I'm sure they need help in all sorts of ways. So
1: absolutely. They're actually looking for a lot of donations right now. They're looking to, um, get into a new building. I guess they're having some problems with the building that they were in, so everything they had, they had to bring up and pass off. And they're actually not accepting many donations right now because of that. As far as clothing and things like that, so monetary donations are huge. Awesome. Um, and yeah, that'll be a great way to help them out. Absolutely.
0: Excellent. October seventh, Halloween glow roll. That's a whole new thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, and that was also the other gal I was telling you about, Christine Ridlicky. She's part of the uh, Gracieal BIPAC. Bicycle and Pedestrian Advisory Committee. They do so much by way of helping us citizens here on Grosse get around by bike, by walking around, anything that you see that involves uh, a bike path, things like that. They are 100% involved in that. So she had mentioned that there have been other organizations that have put on just a regular glow roll in the past, but the thought to combine that with Halloween and make it a fun, all ages event here for the island and get the witches involved in that was just kind of going to be the icebreaker into the community. Sure. As, uh, getting the witches involved. So that is something that's totally brand new and we're really excited about kind of playing around to see uh, what other ways we can get the witches involved with outreach as far as not fundraising, but raising fun was how it was worded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: So yeah, the glow roll is going to be fun. We're meeting at the high school. We got permission to use their parking lot. And uh, as long as you pre-register so that you can sign all of the waivers, letting everyone involved know that you are responsible for your own actions and everything that comes involved with riding a bicycle at night, um, you're welcome to participate. So the the plan is to put on your Halloween costume, decorate your bicycles and all kinds of either neon or battery powered lights, things like that. Just make your bike glow so we can see you in the dark. We're going to start that parade route, go right down Grays Drive, up Macomb Street on the lit sidewalk path, cut back across down uh, Meridian and then back up across over to the high school. So it'll just be one big square. Most of it's all lit up, but it'll still be nice to be able to dress up in our Halloween costumes and have the lit up glowing bikes and let all of your kind of go around on a safe path that way, too. So we're not dealing with traffic or, you know, potholes or things like that.
0: Yeah, I, I would imagine that's going to have some, that might have some, some people that spectate, um, Absolutely. tried to spectate once, but the, the old glow rolls would go, you know, from, from like Meridian uh, elementary school all the way up to like church and, and yeah. go so far and they'd get off, they'd get out, out of schedule. So having this nice and compact, I think if, if someone wants to hang out at the, uh, you know, near the post office or, or, or in that area, Uh, They'll definitely get a sight of those of everybody as they go by. So
1: I would say post office VFW hall probably is a good place for people to camp out and check that out as well. Um, it's gonna be so fun. That that was something that we had taken into consideration is so many times these routes are so long that, like you said, they kind of fall behind schedule. Uh everybody's not packed in really tightly. But with us being on the sidewalk route and in that one nice compact square, it keeps it so that the little kids have an opportunity to ride too. We're not going miles and miles of of a bike route, um, but also allows parents the opportunity to kind of duck off in a safe space if kids are having a harder time to be able to just get right back to the high school and have a nice starting and stopping point. So that was all taken into consideration when we planned this route. I know that it's not for the average uh, bicyclist, something that's going to be hard and challenging, but this is geared to just be a fun, easy event. So in the future, it it might
0: be challenging just to go that slow.
1: (laughs) Yes, that is very, (laughs) yeah, put it on your lowest gear and we'll uh, make it a little more challenging that way. But yeah, we've talked about setting up in the future, maybe some pub crawls with with the bikes or uh, doing a longer, more challenging bike type event. So we'll just kind of see how this introductory event goes. But yeah, the hope is that this will become an annual event to kick off the Halloween season and can get bigger and bigger every year. So well,
0: I, I think everyone's cheering this on. So that's that's fabulous.
1: Thank you. Let's
0: see. So then also. um that that leads us up to as far as the the witches go the the main event of this month of course is the Halloween parade and and uh, that's as we said October twenty second. Um, I'm I'm gonna guess that it's too late to join the witches for anybody that's interested for this year.
1: No, honestly, if you wanted to get signed up, you've got a few more days yet. First practice is not until that first Tuesday in October, so we're ah. coming in, but. Um, If you wanted to get your full contact information, name, address, phone number to realwitchwives at gmail.com, you're more than welcome to join. Um, If you happen to miss the first couple of practices, that's no problem. We'll get you caught back up. We would just much rather that you get joined in now so that we can get you all caught up and up to speed. We do have a change this year in our practice schedule. We used to go for a full month of practices twice a week it was great for people who had scheduling conflicts to have the flexibility of that many available practices. But what we ended up finding out was that the majority of people crammed in at the beginning, and then it just kind of fell away to where it was too much. So we have a much more condensed practice schedule this year. So with that said, if you wanted to join, the prerequisite is that new, which is must attend all practices. So if you are interested Get a hold of us so we can get you over the practice schedule. If you happen to miss the first couple because of the date that this podcast comes out, we will potentially be hosting a couple of Saturday catch-up practices. So don't be discouraged. If you want to join us, go ahead and shoot an email to realwitchwives at gmail.com and we'll get you squared away.
0: All right. Are there any, uh, any expectations on what kind of witch costume you have? Uh No.
1: And that's, what's so fun about this is so many of these people involved get so creative with their costumes and some people go spend crazy amounts of money and order them custom online. And some of us, myself included, just go thrift shopping. And we find so many cool and unique pieces. As long as you've got a hat on your head and a broom in your hand, you're welcome to join. So (laughs) that's kind of what's fun about it is seeing everybody's creative spirit come out and create their own costumes. Absolutely.
0: Excellent. That's one of the things I admire is uh, uh, how well, how welcoming the witch wives are. So. um, thank you. So do you have any advice on how best to see the witches during the parade? Um, Are there any places where you definitely (laughs) will stop and do the full routine? I'm thinking the Macy's, you know, the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. There are those particular stops where they, they go and they do their whole routine. The bands all play their, their songs and you may not see it anywhere else on the route.
1: That's a great question. So normally we were having a problem in the past. I I shouldn't say a problem, but we are at the mercy of the parade route. So whoever is in front of us, depending on where they are, we do have a loop of a song where at any given point, there's a 20 second gap. So you may see the start of the song you may see end of the song but at any given point you should be seeing part of our dance routine one problem we had in the past was that we would drop our brooms at a certain point in the dance and that was holding things up quite a bit to where we would have to sprint ahead and then somebody might miss part of that dance in between while we were sprinting and there was the gap in that song that is going to change this year there is going to be a slight change in our dance there's going to be a fun little music add-in that you have to wait and see this year but that should help people see more of our dance routine is the fact that those brooms are not going to be dropped and we're going to keep it moving. So my best advice would be to try to be near the beginning of the parade route. So we come down Lions Drive right there on the corner and then turn on to Macomb Street. Mm-hmm. We have all of our steam right there. We're going back to back as fast as we can. The longer down the parade route you get, the closer to Kroger that you get, the more tired we are and the more we're trying to stretch out between the dances because we are exhausted. So if you want to see the best show, get towards the beginning of the parade route. That is my best advice.
0: All right. And and I will add in the, the mistake I've made in the past is that I kept thinking that it was like the homecoming parade and it went all the way to Kroger and it doesn't, it stops at the VFW. And Technical. so- yeah. So so you're you gotta, you gotta get before that. So I think uh, that means that means the post office isn't is the VFW right across from the post office?
1: Pretty close, yeah.
0: Right in that area. So so make sure that you're you're a little bit further east than, than Kroger and, and CVS and, and you'll have a better well, you'll have a, a shot at seeing it if you're if you're down by Kroger, you you're not gonna see the parade uh, so much. And the kids are all dispersed by then. You wanna see the kids. That's what the parade's for, um, believe it or not. Yeah. So, so that covers October um, and all the busy things you've gotten then, but I know that you've got things uh, planned maybe generally as far as what lies ahead. So what, what is the future for the witch wives, you know, put on that hat and, and do, do some prognostication here.
1: So our hope is to be able to continue moving forward and getting more involved in our community. Our community has held our hand and supported us so much. We went viral on the internet two years ago at the start of the oh pandemic. Oh boy, did yeah, Yeah. And we're up to over 6 million views on that video, if you can believe it or not. So ever since, and especially businesses on the Island have reached out offering help, you know, I, I just cannot tell you how many ways that our community has embraced us. And so we want to embrace our community back. So, The plan moving forward is to not force anybody to join in, but to take those witches that would like to be involved in this group outside of just the parade and put together a volunteer group that will be able to go to community events and be able to put on our witch shirts and as a group go uh, help out at those different events and then also host our own events similar to the Halloween costume drive and the uh, Halloween glow roll So we'll see what that looks like moving forward, but I can assure you that 2023 is going to be big for the witches and giving back to the community. So I will also say if you are a local downriver organization that would like the witches help, whether it's to have a small group come do a dance or to just come put on some gloves and get dirty, whatever we can do to help you, please send any and all ideas to us at realwitchwives at gmail.com. I would love to take a look at it and see how we can help you because I really think that's going to be a big piece moving forward is it's not just going to be a Halloween dance group. It's going to be a group that really likes to give back.
0: Yeah. I, that's great but you also mentioned the shirts and and that just reminded me that that uh, this year you you uh, had some some wonderful sweatshirts I bought one for my wife um, and she she put it on and now she's she feels guilty because she feels like she <laughs> needs to join so um, she once she figures out her schedule and, and can get in there she'll she'll probably join up probably next year but huh? um Tell me about the shirts and uh, is there a plan for for a re-release or a, a new new version any anytime soon?
1: Yeah, so we partnered, we partnered with Well Lit Apparel, which is owned by the same company as Island Goods and Therapy, uh, both Island businesses. Um, Emily Wellman does that. And she's a good friend of mine. Um, I had the idea to just put out shirts. We've had people from the community ask us over and over again when we're going to sell some shirts and we finally went for it. Um, I thought it was going to be... A huge disaster, to be honest, because so many people said that they would want shirts and you just never know what's going to happen. So uh, we put the feeler out there and it was a massive success. We sold over 250 shirts. (laughs) Um, And you got
0: them delivered within two days.
1: I delivered them all myself by hand, believe it or not. Oh, my goodness. 50 or so that had to go by USPS because we actually have people all over the country purchasing these shirts. There are people in Texas. There are people (laughs) in Virginia. There are people in Florida. There are people in New York that are wearing our Witchwives wives of gross seal shirts, which just blows my mind, but that's a testament to how viral we went to. So if, if you're
0: somebody from Florida who's listening to the show today um, and you're wearing your, your, your shirt, I want, I want to see that because it can't be comfortable oh. right now. It's still, it's still really hot down there in, in Texas. So,
1: yes. And if you're in Florida, it might keep you uh, a little bit dry during this upcoming hurricane. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But, But that was a huge success. The goal in doing that was to be able to purchase a new speaker system for the witches to hang on to. In years past, we have had some incredible volunteers that have offered up some speakers for us to use, but uh, year after year, it's been different people with different speakers. And we just thought it would be a huge blessing to our group to have speakers that we can not only have for the parade, but to be able to practice with because at our practices, I've just been opening my car doors and blasting as loud as it can go from my car. So to be able to (laughs) purchase these speakers for us to have a a much better program, I think was the next logical step. So yes, I am not going to exclude doing a shirt run moving forward. I think we'll probably have different shirts and, and different items and things that we can get creative with Emily Wellman on, Um, whether it's stickers or bumper stickers or fun little things like that. That's not just apparel. I definitely think that's something that you can count on moving forward. Um, Probably not till 2023, to be honest, but be be keeping an eye out for that. I think that's next.
0: And then maybe next year you'll have some Christmas stuff for us, right?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Maybe Christmas parade. We'll see about that. Probably not till next year, but yeah, I think it could be cool to get the witches involved in the Island Globe parade as well.
0: Now, I'd mentioned earlier how how much I appreciate how how welcoming the group is. And and uh I, I'm not gonna talk about any specific things that that there is, but but the, the group is so very welcoming. And and I mentioned that my wife, she wants to be part of it. She's sort of hesitant to to add one more thing, but but it's on the list. So I'm curious what you'd say to people who who maybe want to get involved in, in this or Really, I think it would apply to almost any of the organizations, even the Kiwanis and, the, and, huh. and Rotary and, and all the other things.
1: I think it's really important for people who live in a community to reach out and get involved in some way, shape or form simply because it gives you a, a much deeper sense of ownership. It's one thing to live in a place and pay taxes, but to really take ownership and feel like this is mine and I'm doing something to help it. There's just something to be said about the love and the magic that's involved in that. And not only that, but the ability to make new friends and connections and to be able to have that sense of purpose of knowing that you're doing something good for the place that you live. There's just nothing else like it. So, yes, if you wanted to join a social club like the Real Witch Wives, whether you are a man or a woman, we welcome everybody to come and dance with us witches and warlocks alike. Um, and, and I can promise you that you will laugh. You will meet new people and you will get a good workout in between. So if you're looking for something new to join, that's a great way to do it. But like the Kiwanis, like so many of our other local organizations, like you mentioned, everybody is always looking for volunteers. There are a lot of people that like to participate in the events that these places put on and not a lot of people that want to help with the events. So I would say, um, look to your own personal interests and find what connects with you if you love to garden there are so many gardening clubs around the island beautification communities and things like that that are always looking for people to pull weeds plant flowers things like that to keep our island beautiful um if you're into fitness like i said the recreation department our group there are so many ways that you can be fit and be active and also give back to your community. Just kind of look at your own personal interests and find the club nearby that you can get plugged into because there are so many and everybody needs help. So that would be my recommendation. And if you ever are looking for a way to get involved and you're not sure how, I've said my email address a couple of times, but I'd be happy to help you get plugged in and and find an organization that would fit you. Absolutely.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And and yeah, that's definitely definitely true I, I think anything to help us you know connect and, and take some ownership of the place is is definitely it speaking of connecting to the place you know we we end every every episode with with something about a wish and uh you haven't thought about this for for a couple of years now so what uh if you have a wish for gross and uh, the people the the island any of that uh, what is it
1: it kind of ties into what we just said, but I had written something down before we actually started this podcast, and that was to to get more involved in our community. I think we've got so many people on this island that have such good hearts, and, and I think that it's so important for us to take that energy and pour it back into our community. I, I would be the first to admit that I think that our island gets a bad reputation and I don't know why that is because there are so many incredible, generous, thoughtful people that live on this island and I think that we need to pour back into that community as much as we possibly can. Um, it's been a tough couple of years for everybody. And I think especially for business owners, for organizations and any way that you can give back just a little bit to keep our Island thriving, you give an inch and that, that organization will take a mile. I promise you. So please, please, please find a way to get involved. If you need help, like I said, please reach out at gmail.com and we'll get you plugged in.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's been so great talking to you today. I re- I really appreciate your energy and everything you've done. Uh, to, to get things moving and and if anybody listens to the prior episode and um you've you've closed your your business uh but but everything you did to help the businesses on the island and in the community uh is so very appreciated and and uh, i'm just so glad that you're you're sticking in with everything and and it's so good to see you again today so
1: and you as well i appreciate you having me on today
0: if you haven't seen the video of the witches from 2020 or if you haven't, heard the episode from back then, check in the episode notes. I'm so glad that I've gotten to meet Jenna. She and all the witches do so much for our community, even when you may not realize that anything's being done. The notes have links to all the events I could find, except for two that we're going to be talking about next week. What's the Deal, Grocile? is produced by Vote Media Productions. If you want to support the show, there are some ways to do that in the notes and on the website, what's whatsthedealgi.com. Thanks for listening to... What's the deal, gross eel?